nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? So anyways, welcome to Nerdables episode 125. This week we're discussing why Marvel is not putting the R in Marvel. Can we discuss why Ethan's obsessed with Taiwanese people selling vitamins? <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe next week. Probably be more interesting than the Ghostbusters trailer, which we'll get to later on. And then we'll see if there's any room for anything else. We're doing two topics tonight. Are the gladiators for on top of the Ghostbusters trailer? <laughs> So, you guys want to jump right into Marvel? You don't want to do the Ghostbusters trailer? Okay, let's do the Ghostbusters trailer first. Go, Uh, Sebastian. uh, Ghostbusters trailer has more unlikes than likes, or dislikes than likes. It has 371,000 dislikes last I checked, and when I I posted on Facebook a couple days ago, it was already at like 260,000 versus only 100,000. And so, I mean, here's the thing. I thought I was going to be alone. Like, I even told Chris, like, like I watched a trailer and I was expecting my biases to just absolutely hate it, but I watched the trailer and went like, "Okay, it's the the proton pistols from Ghostbusters the comic mm-hmm. book and from Extreme Ghostbusters." And uh, Melissa McCarthy had like a wrist shooter, which was the original design. The Neutron right. was on the wrist shooter, but then like I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. The ghosts look good CGI." But then everything else in the trailer was just felt so, like Laurel Michaels produced it, was just it. So bad. I mean, and here's the thing. Anybody watching the original Ghostbusters movie goes like it's a it's a horror thriller movie first with comedy to break the tension. Sure. That's the thing is like they're not they're not cracking jokes at each other. You know, there's no you know you know stereotype. You know, slapping around. There was, was no a, slapstick. Yeah, there was no there was no intentional slapstick. You know, a lot of the humor comes from sort of snide remarks. Yeah, it's more it's more dialogue based. Yes. Uh, the only thing that I thought would be close to slapstick is when he gets slimed, but it's right. done in such a great and you never way even see it, because so. of Venkman's reaction to it when yeah. they turn the corner. And it's, it's not like, a comical oh. reaction; it's yeah. it's you. He's portraying at least some fear. Well, the comedy was real; it, it wasn't forced, and this felt sure. like this felt like several skits from skits from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, the only visual gag in Ghostbusters, really, the original film is there's this great moment they had just finished uh, busting Slimer out of the Cedric Hotel, and they're trying to come up with prices. And if you look at Harold Ramis, he's flashing numbers across his face, pretending to scratch his cheek, Mm -hmm. or he's got an itch on his nose. And that's a great... I've never noticed that. It's a great visual gag. He's like, it's like, it's like, like, oh, well, for the the entrapment, it'll be four big ones. And you see uh, Egon scratching his face with four fingers. I've never noticed that. And then there's, then he goes like, it's like, and then, you know, for, you know, in storage of the monster, it'll be, you know, $1,000 and he's tapping his nose with, you know, with one finger and they're both looking, it's like the, it's a great subtle visual gag that plays really well. And then when you look at other things, you know, uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is supposed to be that one big joke, Mm -hmm. but then everybody takes it very seriously because the only joke is its visual appearance. And then it's like, oh, right, it's stepping on people and crushing buildings. <laughs> it's not a joke anymore. And you have Well, yeah, but the joke is, the joke is that it, it's, yeah. It, Ray, Ray is trying thinking to think of, of right. something harmless. But even when you look at, like, they tried to, in the trailer, they showed basically them doing the uh, Eleanor Twitty ghost from yes. the New York Public Library. And in that scene, you know, the only joke is like, it's like, how, how do we accomplish this? And they're really trying to figure it out, and they're kind of dorky. And that and part then, I didn't mind. 
Right, but no, but then the the gag in the film is her getting vomited on. Right. And then, like, you know how long it takes to wash that stuff? Like, oh, it gets it's everywhere. everywhere, and I mean and everywhere. Things, like, that the movie is no longer threatening, because at least the ghost in the first ghost was, like, legitimately... But do you think they went out to make it non-threatening? In this movie? In this movie. It, it feels it's, like it's well, a comedy first. It's, definitely, it's Paul yeah, Feig. Yeah, it is. It's intentional. It's the same humor from his other films, Bridesmaids and mm-hmm. Spy. But I will say, like, a movie like Spy works better because it's sort of a parody in the theme of Austin Holy Powers. crap! You are so right. I've never noticed that. Even the scene just before, the shot Chris just before watching it. watching the finish to the Cedric Hotel. I never noticed, like, so, so Venkman is riding down on the sheet. He's trying to keep it away from... The, the Mater D or whatever there, yes. the, the person from the hotel. Yeah, the and he keeps looking up at Egon. Egon's looking down, and they're, like, you know, eyeing this piece of paper and up and down. Wow. Oh, Four yeah. big ones. Four. Yeah, that is... Fa- and wow. Then, and then for the storage, it's going to be $1,000. and like $5,000. I've always paid believe... attention to, to Peter. I've never watched yeah. Egon in that scene. And yeah. that's the thing. That is the visual chemistry of all of these people. Well, it's a brilliant scene because all of these people are so well done. I mean, the 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 the, the, it's the like, hotel representative here is such a great character in such a small role he has. Yeah, for the, he's the, the way loyal. that he plays it. You really pay attention to him. And then you're paying attention to Bill Murray's piece. No, but even that, even, but, and that is that is the extent of like the visual. I'm making a joke humor in the original Ghost, but everything else, you know, even Winston's line, like "If you're a god, you say yes." Yeah, funny line, but in the context of the situation, very frightening. But even a lot of the comedy comes from the supporting characters, right? Well, you let know, me you, ask a uh, lot of yes, a lot of the slapstick does come from uh, from uh, from Lewis Tully, from uh, Lewis, from who, from Janine. Keeps, yeah, he keeps locking himself out of the apartment. Janine is he's very buy, snide. The, the, buy the, the maitre d, the yeah, maitre d, who well, I mean, even then, like even at the library, yes. Who again? It's it's humor, but it's humor that's very much grounded in a sort of reality. No one's no one's trying to be funny or being. It, it, or, or in acting jokes in this trailer, well, in, it's all. I mean, the the uh, the ca- Patty, the character, when Melissa McCarthy gets possessed, is like, it's like, oh my god, Jeebus and the devil, I'm yeah. gonna, you know, the power of Patty. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that is, you know, and and there's a reason why everyone is now like. You took a character like Winston Zedmore, who's the spirit of the Ghostbusters, the soul of the Ghostbusters. He was the one straight he, thing. I mean, if you the, want to talk about comedy, he's is, the straight he, man. He's the straight man. And his character, he's, he's, I mean, if you're going to look at sort of the expanded, he's a former Marine, and by the time you get to Ghostbusters 3, which is the video game, he goes back for mm-hmm. his doctorate. But, you know, he's the spirit of the Ghostbusters. He's the everyman quality. He's the guy who talks the mayor of New York into letting them fight, essentially, a god. He's the guy who well, speaks he, for everyone and can take what they say and translate it into something the audience He's can the voice of the audience. He is. And originally... The character was going to be Eddie Murphy and was going to be introduced far earlier in the which film, have been, <laughs> which would have been made the movie very different. But when right. they cast uh, uh, when they cast uh, Ernie Hudson, they rewrote the role to make him the guy. It's like, okay, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this film. Now we need a guy who mm-hmm. can learn, who can who can be with the audience and sort of learn the ropes and how they do everything. Everyone talks to him seriously. He talks to them seriously. And then in this movie, it's like, okay, they kind of set up the character Patty. It's like. You don't know the city. Okay, fair enough. That's an interesting dynamic. But, but then... even the actress is so big in everything she does. Right. <laughs> Did you notice in the trailer that the background on Times Square is a gigantic picture of a Twinkie that says that's a big Twinkie? Yes, yeah. 
Okay, are you watching? Are you watching the? Ghost I'm watching the, the, the new terrible one? trailer. That trap is insane. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like a bear, bear trap. trap. It's crazy. I mean, it's here's my here's my problem with this trailer. Besides the fact it's not very funny, what it and is. It's, it, is the beginning of the trailer is so incredibly misleading, because if you watch the beginning of the trailer, after you get past the Sony Columbia piece, the Village Roadshow pictures, it's a shot in New York, and then it's 30 years ago. They you know they they saved a city or what have you. And, then and then it's like it's not an in-universe. But then, film. then they show you the the, the old. People. No, yeah. no. They, they first the they first house, the old firehouse. But it is yeah. the but it's still a firehouse. It's still a firehouse. Yeah. It's still hook and ladder number eight in this. So it's just a bizarre sort of thing. They show the original symbol, and then it's a new. T- it, it was just like as the first time I watched it, I said. This is incredibly misleading because right. it's almost like the selling is a sequel when it's not. And it's not. Everyone has even said, all like, the producers have said, even Paul Feig said, no. It, it the only reason he took this movie was because he didn't. I like want... the look of the, uh, yeah, the, of the library of the ghost, ghosts. The look. I mean, that's the, thing, the look of the ghost. Slimer looks almost yeah, they, exactly the same. Yeah, and uh, my and my other big gripe is that the villain of the movie is the no ghost ghost with a red bow tie, uh-huh. and it's one of those things like you want something visually impactful like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but. That's a little. That's for me. That's when I go. It's like okay. That's a little too, you know. That's a little too fourth wall breaking. Like the logo for your ghost bad guy ends up being the actual villain of the movie. That's kind of silly. And that was Mattel's fault for putting out the toy at Toy Fair, right? As the villain of the film. And then the idea that he can possess people and the leaked script. You know, there's a big dance number at the end, which they may or may not still keep. I'm wondering. Well, that means that Chris is going to love this movie. Yes. I'm, I'm wondering movie. because the movie's out in July, July 15th. Right. And then the week after. I mean, it's a movie that is immediately going to be up against Star Trek 3. Right. Which, again, it's Justin Lau. And it's one of those things like that movie is. Is that this year? That's yes. this year. Yeah. Wow. It's a movie that's immediately going to be overtaken by other big we, films. We, right really, we really need to hire some younger people to do this podcast because I feel so out of it now. <laughs> Like, we did. So we got su- we got Sebastian. Yeah, this is why we bring Sebastian. He actually knows dates and numbers and stuff like that. Where I'm just saying, like, is that really this year? Really? Why? Yeah. Uh, it seems like no. It's next. I don't remember. When's the new? When's the new? Um, but here, here, here's my point. With it. it's in July, right? Sure. There's yeah. still enough time. We've seen with other movies that they can go back and. Do some reshoots on some of these on some scenes. They, but Thor's here's the thing: they movie. haven't yet. Right? They 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 have wrapped shooting entirely. They wrapped shooting in October. Oh and, no! Yeah, that, and that it's March and March third was their trailer release. That means they they did a lot of cutting to this movie. They mm-hmm. also got their budget slashed. But here's the thing: well, see, the, was, the week I, I was on Sony Live, I was worried that I would hate what I saw because of bias. Right. And watching things like, okay, it's a little reference here, a little reference there. It's like, okay, that makes me feel good. But as somebody who watches and dissects films... I thought Bustin' makes you feel good. It does make me feel good. Uh, file! but <laughs> That's definitely a file. <laughs> but I look at this and I went like, it's like, this is just bad. And it's not the bad of like... <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking through the, 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 I'm looking at the trailer on, on YouTube and then it's just... You know, I just put a Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters trailer reaction. But I like angry trailer reaction from Angry Joe Show. Oh, yeah. And he it's just, it's like the it. symbol to the left and to the right is him with just the face palm. I mean, the he looks like le- the, the Jean-Luc Picard face palm. Like the crazy. Red Letter Media guys did a reaction video that was like, I kind of like some stuff in it, but then it was awful. Uh, Chris Sanders, another big YouTuber, black nerd comedy did reactions mm-hmm. and it's all been bad well the first one bobby first... burns five reason the ghostbusters trailer sucks and the picture is just him flipping the camera off <laughs> when i first sat down to watch it oh the first maybe the first third of it i was like 
okay, I'm interested. But as it went on, I was like, this, this is, is going to be painful. This is, this is another fantastic okay, well, I'm going to stop it right there. But you're still going to see it. I will still see it. This is why... But that's you, what I... You're, what's wrong with the movie? This, this is what I... It, it, it doesn't what, matter whether I go to see it or not. It's, no. They're yes, still going to make it. Yes, it does. Because, because if enough people don't feel obligated to watch a movie just because it's they It's not have, that I feel obligated. Why do you want to see it so bad, then? Why do you got the microphone so close to your mouth? It's not... Well, I'm... I'm that's how you talk He's to him. He's very microphone. passionate right now. Well, no, because well, this is... Well, this no, is because... It's, it's, it's okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, we'll stop, we'll stop, we'll stop. Because this is, there's, there's three instances. Number one, when you said that, I, it, I shocked me. I'm like, you know it's going to be terrible. And then two, realize that you've done this in the past. You went to... You saw TMNT. You went well, to see Fantastic Four. Yes. You saw Jonah Hex. We're I went to here, see... What was it? Last week, two Green weeks Lantern ago. with you guys. Green Lantern, I'll give you. I went to see Green Lantern too. This is that Green Lantern was the you first one. You went and saw Transformers Four. That's the last one. That's not what Transformers Four was my lesson. Trans, I got to the end of that and I said, "What the fuck am I doing?" I knew this was going to be bad. I liked three enough that I thought maybe four could be okay, but I didn't have high hopes. And I went and it was absolutely terrible. And I realized I went to see it because I felt like I should have because I saw the first three. Sure. And that's the end. This is like when I started dropping comic books and I sat there and I said. I'm buying a Punisher book that I feel is terrible. Matt Fraction's run was not very good to me. So I dropped that book. And the next Wednesday, there were still comics on the rack. I still had stuff to buy. Mm -hmm. And I learned from it. This is the same thing. Okay, G.I. Joe 1. Stop, 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 stop. Because I'm going to get to the last one. Two weeks ago, we're standing here, sitting here watching TV, and the trailer for Peach Dragon comes on. Yes. And in the middle of it, you nearly had a bowel movement. You were groaning so bad. And at the end... I have to go see that, and it's going to suck. No, it, you I, don't have to go see it. It's not that I, it, I'm. It's going to suck because I'm sure that, that that you're going to hate it. It's because it's not the original. It's not the sure, musical. Then, then, uh, sure, that's fine. So take that day, then take that go. day, and watch the original. My favorite line of last week is Mikey telling me as we're talking about Batman Superman. Mikey's direct quote: "Oh my God, I can't wait till that weekend so I don't have to see that." Yeah, that was brilliant. I'm like, okay, there you go. And I'm I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence because visually I find Zack Snyder stuff interesting enough that oh, I you're can about... kind of just Batman versus Superman. But I'm still looking at it and going, I, don't, and I really should hours. not. I no, just just like I really should not go see this. I really shouldn't. But okay, so only, like, Sebastian, are you going to go see Batman versus Superman? No, I, I oh hated, hell no. I, I hated Man of Steel. Why would I go see the sequel? Ethan, are you going? Yes. But Even you, though didn't, you, you know, didn't hate Man of Steel. You like most. Well, yeah, I like. No, you I like the bulk Zack of Snyder. Zack Snyder. Story. I'm the only person here who likes Zack Snyder, and I enjoyed Man of Steel. Yeah, and that, which yeah, you know the I'm comment like, he made last night. But here's the about thing: I understand Warner Brothers that not you having like a the hit. first yeah. movie. You have no, no reason not to go. I didn't Sucker like it. Punch. Mm-hmm. Why would I waste right. the twelve, fifty, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen? No, that's that's a different thing. And that, that's, that's, for me, for Ghostbusters, my Ghostbusters release day is one, two, and the video game, and I'll be happy. And that's the thing. Okay, like, here's I, don't, one. I don't have to pay. I, I still have... can't believe you like two. <laughs> but here... I don't even like two. I can tolerate I enjoy two. two. I, can, I, enjoy, well. I enjoy two, but I enjoy two from the standpoint of like, okay, it's the universe, whatever. They have different adventures. I read the comics. The comics are amazing. And Ghostbusters 3, it's like, I understand the I, Ghostbusters 2 is them trying to like, okay, let's... let's Ghostbusters 2 also Not your favorite, one, but you can still enjoy it. I can it. still enjoy it, but it's also a movie that was hurt by Batman coming out. They had to try and get something else that was a little bit bigger, or at least the theming. The real Ghostbusters cartoon show came it's out. It's also a sequel. That, it's also a sequel, and it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, you, they, they're, as much as someone like Dan Acker has always said, I want to go big. It's a movie that, like, 
you still have budgetary constraints. It wasn't until Ghostbusters 3, which is the video game, where he goes like, I have a video game. We don't have to be old. We can do the stories we've always wanted to do. And there is no budget constraints to something like a video game where they actually go to the ghost world. They're actually fighting a huge threat. You know, there is bigger monsters, yeah, bigger like the weapons. Series was able to but do the, it exactly. And the it, other thing I was understand sort of that that curse of Ghostbusters too. Like you want to go bigger, but you really don't have the technology or the money. For me, but they the, didn't the, make it with Ghostbusters with the intent to make a sequel or any going right. on. No, no, it no. Was no a, it was a movie. Right. My, my my thing with Ghostbusters too, in terms of is that the it's also again it, my, it I've went said it went a bottom. lot lighter. It did, and yes. I, I would have preferred the not necessarily darker. Like oh, it's dark. But I th- the threat to me was never super interesting because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we just have goo. Right. Okay. And, and, the, threat and that, is really, the threat is really in the villain of the movie who you don't really see till the very, very end. They try, yeah. Again, it's another Gozer situation, but the idea of the villain of Vigo the Carpathian, he's essentially you know the, the Genghis Khan who is coming back to the real world. Yeah. And that's a threat. Like You sort of see his ability. He's supposed to be a mystic. And he's slowly, he's taking over Yano. She needs a new body, so he wants to get out the baby. But it's also something where it's like, he's a villain that there's a lot you could do with, but how much time do you spend on a character like Vigo? And it's a movie that, no, I, I absolutely and agree. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a great movie, but it's also one of those things like, going back, it's like, I wish that was a character that you could expound on, because he is a character who, he is that, he is the Genghis Khan. He took over most of the world in the Ghostbusters universe. But see, that was the other thing with the movie is they focused on one centralized uh, ghost in that in that film, whereas the first film, you had multiple you had, ghosts you that they were chasing. building up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, the villain in the first film is, the in a way, in, in that first, like that middle act, is the B story. Right. To right. them, like, going after yeah, Slimer and the worse. montage of things are getting uh-huh. worse. And and then the little bit is what happens to Dana, what happens to um, uh, Rick Moranis' character, just Lewis. totally Lewis, Lewis, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good balance. It's very even. And then once um, once everybody shows up and the building explodes and all that, you're like, okay, well, well okay. Now good. in the new one, we also have Chris Hemsworth who uh, who's playing Janine. Yes, but and you also see him basically in the Ghostbusters onesie. Yeah, but he has a he's, he's got tied a it duct, around. He's got a duct tape name badge, and he's got uh, he's got uh, orange tape on his arms because he make because he's supposed to be like, oh look at me, guys, I can be Ghostbusters too. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna help. And yeah, then we talked about Ghostbusters too. No, I two T O O. Oh, okay. Which uh, is so Ghostbusters he's, he's also. A, he's supposed to be like uh, he's supposed to be the incompetent uh, secretary. Who wants to try and you know you know he wants he's got the hoop dreams he wants to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> if they called this movie Ghostbusters, also would it be uh, more to- Ghostbusters tolerable? Ghostbusters T O O. No, what would have made this movie tolerable if they said, yeah, the Ghostbusters are old, they can't do this job anymore, and they need more help, and boom, eliminated every single problem you could possibly have with this movie because that's just and that's not even me. That's the extreme Ghostbusters from the 1990s, mm-hmm. where you know the ghosts have gotten more powerful to defeat. You know, it's harder for them. They're in their 40s. They're in their 50s. And they need new people. And they hire a younger because, of course, they end up being like, you know, diversity squad. Black guy, cripple guy, girl, Latino. And, of course, you go like, okay, it's the 90s. This, you know, a lot of that weird stuff. But if that had been this as a simple, you got, you got 20 minutes to show the Ghostbusters clearly being old and needing help. Then you can hire whoever you want. And you've got an inverse, in-universe movie that is that what bugs you the most? Is that it's not in the universe? It's a remake, but bugs me most is it actually ended up looking terrible. 
<laughs> but that's um, the thing is when I first watched the trailer, it's it, I didn't laugh at all. I didn't either. It, it, I looked and I went like the eh. the the jokes in it are that the it, everything seems like really recycled. Or crazy. Yeah. The only thing I kind of chuckled is Leslie Jones because when Leslie Jones goes crazy, I find it funny. And I know not a lot of people. When, when she when she attacks Mrs. McCarthy, I I find it I kind of chuckled that because I'm an idiot. You know, it's the same thing. The the the, the trailer for. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Absolutely terrible. But when he slams into that glass pane, I can't stop laughing. God, you are like Kevin. It's just, it's just weird. It's, well, I won't go see the movie because of yeah. that. That's the thing where I sit there and watch that. Like, I know this movie isn't funny. That's probably the only thing that I personally would find funny in that type of film. But there's, there's, there's just kind of that one thing. Napoleon Dynamite. The first time I saw the trailer, and I love Napoleon Dynamite. I, I, I've grown to appreciate that movie so much. But the See, first I hated time I, the first time I saw it. I hated I, it the first I time I saw too, it, too. I, the I, second I, time I, I saw older, it. I was like, okay, I'm getting this. Yeah. I'm getting well, this. The first, <laughs> when I saw the trailer for Napoleon Dynamite, nothing was funny except when he tries to jump off the ramp. And he just falls on the bike. And then, oh, it's the Saudi thing. I saw Napoleon Dynamite the first time when I was out at White Chocolates, and I did not like it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I'm like, ah, whatever. Three or four days later, I watched it when I was at my friend's Aaron's house, and I was cracking up. And he had the same thing. He's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is not funny. He watched it two days later with his sister and could not stop laughing. Yeah. It's this weird thing. Like, it, it, it's, it it's, like a f- it's like a food that you have when It's like you, a fungus. No, it's like a food that you have. You have it the first night, and you're like, it's like my mother's baked macaroni. It's very good. The first night, you're like, okay, this is, if you put it in the fridge and let it sit for a day and then reheat it, it's amazing. And that's exactly what Napoleon Dynamite is. Cold pizza. It's always yeah. Cold. It's that, that, should, that should have been the, 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 uh, the tagline for it. Put it in the refrigerator. Let it sit for a day. Then go see it I again. I absolutely love that film. And I still watch it, and I still crack up. Every okay. single time. So you guys ask why. I watched the cartoon. Which I did too. Nobody on earth watched. It was, I saw the it. Cartoon was a little, it was, that's the cartoon that's why was amazing. Chris the, was the only person I, giving you the have ratings. no idea how great that when he finds the colony of ligers. Holy crap! The very first episode where he's actually dating uh, Pedro starts dating the summer or whatever. Hilarious! The end of it is absolutely incredible, and all of the actors return. Every single one of them yeah. is playing. It was like what six, eight episodes they it got was, on the yeah. air. That was I'm watching that going. This is so good, and all my friends are like, "Why are you watching that? Like, watch it. It's funny. It's really, really funny." Eric had the same thing. He's like, "That can't be funny." Watch an episode. He's like, "Holy crap! This is hilarious." So the reason cannot find that show. So the reason I, I, I would go see it or will go see it is because twofold. You hate your free time. <laughs> <laughs> twofold. One person of this group has to see it. No, they don't. No, they don't. So we have to make some kind of comment on it. No, they don't. No, we, and don't. we can't have a review show. And a review show of you just going, hey, I went to see it. Guess what? I'm looking at the screen, and there's a big, gigantic piece of turd right up on the screen. And I didn't even notice for two hours. No, no, I got to the end, and like, oh, that wasn't the movie. It was just a still shot of a steaming pile of fecal matter I, I don't remember on the, the screen. FF review show we all had with just you. So. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't need to go and see that movie. And this two, is what Sebastian brings to the and, and two, I I goes I, I goes I goes her I goes her I goes to I shit wow. I go to these movies hoping that I'll be pleasantly surprised. But you're not look. with something like this. Here's the thing, though, and I, we talked about this a while ago. Is like, how often does that really happen? Yeah, I know. How but, often does it really? I, I, I have to say, and I'm sorry, but your text. Well, even though it looks like trash, I'm going to see it. Is the most rich <laughs> thing I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> And you and and your one time for my 
uh, Edge of Tomorrow was your one that you thought was going to be awful and ended up being really good. Oh my god, good. Edge of Tomorrow, when I first went to go see it, he's like, what the hell did you go see that for? That yep. was stupid. And I'm like, that was amazing. And that was something like, I wanted to go see it, I didn't go out of my way. It was, I think we, I think Robert and I were doing Scrawl at Earth 2. You get to the end of the day, and he's like, Edge of Tomorrow's playing at the $3 theater, you gotta go see it. So I went with him, I'm like, okay, it's three bucks, whatever. I'm a quarter of the way through that film going, this is amazing. It's great action, great acting, hilarious as fuck. Yeah. And just a brilliant movie. It was a surprise. It was a surprise. Then that's my question. But I still don't understand why you thought it was going to be so bad. That's where I I don't understand. What I didn't understand was when I said it. See, I hate Tom Cruise too, but at least I can respect his acting ability. So that that I mean that's at least for me because I know when I went like like before I realized I've like, enjoyed too many Tom Edge Cruise Edge films of, to say that it I just it just like it was going to be Groundhog's Day. I was like with okay, action. It's that's kind and of, that's what it. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I suppose yeah. It's wrong gonna, with Groundhog's it's a loose... Day. No, I love Groundhog's Day. Okay, then what are you upset about? <laughs> well, then I could just watch Groundhog's Day by your guys's. No, but you, it's not going to be just like Groundhog's Day. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. I won't go see it. Not gonna see it because the first one was terrible. I mean, yeah. I will say this: like, there's the, not enough. Would different, you? Would you see it? Would, would, would you see it when it's on Blu-ray or something? No, I'll Why see. It, I'll see time? it when it's on. Because Krang, you finally later. getting Rex Day Bebop. Casey Jones. I've already got. Hold on. I've already got finally getting Bebop and Rocksteady in the IDW comic, and I'm perfectly yeah. happy with them. I have Bebop and Rocksteady in the Nickelodeon cartoon, which is and, and <laughs> so scarcely the, on. Yeah, and it's got Napoleon Bonafrog in it. Oh my God, that was one of the best episodes. That was one of the good. I lost my mind when he's he's just that that shot. It shows the shot. He's just standing there. He's got the fanny pack. He's got his tongue kind of half out. And I'm like, it's got the T-shirt. Is this like Napoleon Dynamite? What are you doing? Oh my God, that's John Hader. He actually did it. I love that man. That man's awesome. TMNT two is the same group of people, so I have no interest in the sequel. It's the same creators. It's the same team making that film. I had no interest in the first one. It looked terrible. You even said it was terrible. It was horrible. The only person that said that movie was good is our friend Jonathan because he can't allow himself, as a huge Turtle fan, to admit that that movie sucked ass. Right. It's like when I walked out of Generation. Well, no, he even says that it wasn't good. Yeah, but Not at, first, at first. But at first he was like, no, it was good. It was, I had the same thing when I walked out of Star Trek Generations. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was good. Because I'm not, I really want this movie because I was a huge next gen fan. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't admit that it's bad. It's bad. So no, there's there's nothing. Stephen Amell's in it. I don't care. Well, I, I don't I don't follow people. I I could care less. Right. Megan Fox is in it in a schoolgirl outfit. Yes. That should be. Oh, they should go. I don't give a crap. It doesn't. It there's nobody changed. If you would have told me, uh, uh, Ridley Scott is directing TMNT two and we changed the entire acting team. Yeah, I'll go see that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Well, of course it would. But there's nothing there's, there's nothing new in different. it. It's, if it's the same people, it's sort of the same thing like with Batman vs. Superman. I, I didn't like Man of Steel. Right. And ultimately, I did not like Man of Steel. I thought it was paced horribly. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. yada, yada. Except for 300, which isn't an amazing film, but it was visually stunning and all the... I've never really liked a Zack Snyder film. So, I find them visually interesting, and so that's the only part that kind of goes, I kind of want to go see the eye candy, but am I willing to spend 14 bucks to go see some eye candy for two and a half hours? And I got to sit through, I got to sit through uh, Jesse Eisenberg playing a Lex that I look at and go, why didn't you just do Mark Zuckerberg from the social network? Right. It would have been great. Instead, I've got, oh no, the red coats are coming and it's I'm the, the Joker. La, 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 it's la, the same la, mistake that Superman da, da, Returns da, 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 made. Da, 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 you cast, <laughs> you, you, you cast one of the greatest actors 
in America today, and then you basically make it. It's like play Gene Hackman again. Exactly. And and no, like, play Gene Hackman from the the terrible later movie. Yes. Play him from Superman three. I mean, don't don't play Gene Hackman from the first movie. Even though that's pretty bad. Ah, yeah. No, it's just, there's, there's no reason. I have no interest in seeing that film at all. I have no interest in seeing Ghostbusters. Just none. And these are people I like. I happen to really enjoy Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones as comedians. Yes. And, and, um, you tolerate, uh, 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 um, um, it's not tolerate. I like Melissa McCarthy. I just don't see a lot of stuff that she's in. When she's hosting SNL, I think she's fantastic. But yeah, but I've her seen movies like of... Spy and things like that are they're very slapstick. Yeah, well, well, here's and, the, and, and it can and, be good. And, and I will yes, and I will say like for as much as, for as much as I dislike Paul Feig's movies, he has one that I really like with Melissa McCarthy, and it's Spy. Yeah, and because Spy, spy looked interesting, I actually kind of want to say it's not great. <laughs> Which she's on that little bike, but it's thing. in the tradition <laughs> of it, it's a movie that's like it's like okay, let's let's try let's try the Austin Powers formula again. And sort of like a top and, secret. Yeah, sort and of Paul thing. Feig's perfectly suited to it. It also has uh, Jude Law in it, who's really good. Yeah, Jason you know, and, and, and it's movie, but it's also bizarrely enough, his one of his most restrained movies, where he's not doing as much crazy stuff as you expect. See, and Bridesmaids, I, I chuckled through it, but I did not enjoy it. I don't think that movie's for you anyway. No, but, it, yeah, anyway, but that's, back to back to the point. I like the actresses that are in this film. I like Chris Hemsworth. It's a very beautiful. The actresses, movie. Chris Hemsworth. The actor, act, actresses in the film. I like Chris Leading Hemsworth. Lady Chris Hemsworth. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> it's a good looking dude. It is um, for you, right, Chris? But I have no interest in it. That's not going to make me go see the mm. film at all. You know, the, the, those those days of the '80s where it's like, well, anything Arnold Schwarzenegger is in, people will flock to see it because you know you're going to get right. him shooting everything in the world. Those are ah, gone. Right, right, right. The, the idea, the idea of actors bringing people into film. In terms of like large, you know, blockbuster films, that's all gone. People no, make it. No, it's gone. I don't it's, think so. What actor are you going to go see, no matter what they do? Johnny Depp. Okay, how many blockbusters does Johnny that, Depp that, have been in? That also hasn't paid. I mean, and that, and I was name, like, name me a blockbuster Johnny Depp has been in that doesn't start with the word pirates. A well, exactly. Johnny Depp outside of pirates is terrible. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, uh, that's not Alan, him though. That, that's that, that's a lot of things. But even so, like I was surprised Alice in Wonderland was Alice in Wonderland was because it was three D. That 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 movie is a weird. It was also Tim, but think Tim all Burton the other stuff that he's done. That all the other stuff that he's done has all bombed. Um, Lone Ranger bombed. That Window movie, whatever, where he's a writer, Secret Window bombed. All of his other Mordecai. stuff is bombed. Mordecai, Mordecai bombed. bombed. Um, people, no, what was the um, people go to movies? The last good Johnny Depp movie I saw was the one where he puts his brain in a computer and he starts to take over, and that was really Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> um, um, no, what was the um, um, oh fuck? What's the one with? Yeah. Yeah. Can't be that good. No, it is. It's uh, now. I'm, now I can focus on is uh, uh, trying to figure out the name of the one that Sergio. <laughs> I can think of it. I keep wanting to say Insurgents. I said Sergio, didn't I? Oh, right. Sorry, <laughs> Sebastian. But here's, here's the point. Um, the, my, transcendence. My point, my, point, yes. my point is this. My point is this. People will older people will go see films for a dramatic actor. Yes. Sometimes, but that's what. In terms of the days of blockbuster people, even someone like Tom Cruise, which has, he's made as much money worldwide for movies that he has starred in, helped produce, or whatever, than anybody else on the planet. You cannot find a single person that goes, I will go see anything that right. Tom Cruise His name in. couldn't save uh, Edge of Tomorrow or exactly. uh, Jack Reacher. But it could save, a mo- but his Mission Impossible films are sold on the idea of Mission Impossible. 
right. not sold on the fact that it's. Well, Tom no, Cruise. I get that. I get that, and you're right to an extent. But the re, but the reason I disagree with you is because these named actors, if you will, are still getting the majority of these roles that you could put somebody like if, if you're going to go for an Avengers movie and you wanted to have you know Hawkeye, Captain America, thing, you could put in actors that no one's ever heard of. That you know, maybe that's, they do that's what James they did. Bond movies. Well, not Outside, Robert Downey Jr. was, was not a big star. He Robert, was a name. Scar- Scarlett Johansson, people already yeah, knew. But, but Scarlett Johansson was not a huge star either. Yeah, she does not have a big, big box. Jeremy movie. Renner. Jeremy Renner, nobody knew. Yeah, they did. Not they, that. Here's the thing: they weren't big yet. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. When he got Iron Man, he was the guy who everyone. The, the you knew their names. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, people that you've never heard of, even that have never been in. Never been in and a even, big movie even at all. Chris Evans was like, they got Johnny Storm to be Captain America, yeah. really? It's, it's, that's they, the, the genius. I, of what, what I'm, they what did I'm is saying they is, what I'm saying is, actors that you've you've never heard of, James like they, that have on. never James been James in. Bond movies are probably some of the last movies that have that sort of tradition. When you look at someone like Daniel Craig, he was almost a nobody by the time he did. He was, yeah, Royale. he was he was a successful actor, but he's not a star. And he what was, I'm saying is, but you know, but what I'm saying is. Even as much as people love Iron Man and love Avengers, they're not going to go see Robert Downey Jr. in other films because of Robert Downey Jr. Right. You put something like Sherlock, which was, hey, we've updated Sherlock Holmes and it's a fighting movie now. People will go and see it. But he, nobody went to go see that movie he did with Robert Duvall because, oh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. The days of those type of stars are gone. It's franchises. It's names. You can sell a movie off of a director and the studio that brought you this. More so than they ever use a named actor or actress in anything. Except in a drama. You can get people to go see a drama based on who's in it. You can get old you put Paul Giamatti in a dramatic film and there is a certain segment. It's not ginormous. There's a certain segment of people that no matter what, they'll go see that film because he's in it. I agree with you, but I disagree with you. There's people like Jennifer Lawrence. People are still going to see her in Joy and other movies like that. How much money did Joy make? I, I, I bet you I bet you the Venn diagram of who went to see Hunger Games and who went to see Joy is less than a hundred thousand people. I don't know about that. I know about that. There is no way that a whole bunch of people who enjoyed those three, four, a five, six of, films speak, went to go a whole see bunch of Joy. Teenagers, right. The, the teenagers are where you're gonna drop them off. Right. I mean again Okay, so back to Ghostbusters. No, well I mean we've kind of segued into Marvel with this, but we have in a way. Yeah, but uh, but if we're gonna go for me, Ghostbusters is one of those things like this movie just doesn't look good. And that's, of everything else, that's the most offensive thing. Now, what would happen if if it came back the weekend after it came out, and everybody said, oh my god, there's so many ties to the original, it, it, it for so, you know, everybody was wrong, they were, they were lying to us, it is if, within if, the if universe. Against, if against all odds, that ends up happening, and they've already said it's not, because... I'm they, just saying, I'm just saying, they, what they, if... I would love to see the Vegas odds for that. What are the Vegas odds that this receives a warm response after the first week? Right. No, 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 and I mean, and you I, know... But he, and that, if, if, if that, if, and then if that's an interview, then I'll go check it out, and the movie will have to survive, for me, on its own merits. And right. that's what it's going to have to do anyways, without my money or not. And I totally, I totally agree with everybody. The the movie well, not doesn't totally agree because you're still going to go see it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no, whether I'm agree- seeing it the or agreement not. from three people here is no, we're not going to see Sorry, this put trash. It, putting Slimer in the trailer is not enough to make me go see that movie. Just like putting Harrison Ford in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was not enough for that movie to be good. Right. 
and that's and and Crystal Skull is actually in universe. I could have. Here's the thing. It's like I also come from like that that James Bondian tradition. I can watch a movie with recast actors as long as you know they 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 are respecting the original material. They're bringing a little something new because they're not the same person. It's the Doctor Who thing. Yes, if that's the thing. It's like the first James Bond series from Doctor No all the way through Die Another Day is is the same Bond character. It's the same guy. And if and if somebody were to go like we're making Ghostbusters, we're doing it in the Bond tradition. We got four new guys. They're playing these great. Yeah, they can never be Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson and uh, and Bill Murray. But we're gonna give it a go. And you pick good actors. You got a good story that's not literally trying to do the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. The fact that this movie looks like yeah, let's just uh, you know let's just we're take, gonna change names, change and names, and some set pieces. It's like well. No, then then you're just making Ghostbusters over again because that's what it is. It's a remake of Ghostbusters. I mean, because I'm I'm at the point with everybody else where I'm tired of remakes. Right. And reboots are you know reboots are fine. They're Tron different. Legacy is a reboot. If this was a Ghostbusters yes. reboot and you had old Egon Spangler recast or old you know if you had old Raymond Sands like we can't do this anymore. We're we're you know we're getting sixty. Yeah. You know it's like we need we need we, we need your taxes. we need young blood. And boom, you got a story right there because now you can introduce brand new characters. Uh-huh. You, you've got like yeah, even the what, franchise that's what Tron thing. Legacy tried to do. Like, literally, Tron is a legacy film. Yes, because it's you, a reboot. Jurassic you, World is a reboot and taking an in-universe story and injecting it with new life to bring right. it to new fans. That's well, what a true Star Wars is. is. They could have kept episode seven was. The they could have kept all these actresses in the movie, and I would have gone. Eh, I don't really like any of them. But if that if there was old. If it was old Bill Murray and old Dan Aykroyd and old Ernie Hudson, you know, like you know, hey, we lost Egon, you know, you know, you could even use oh, you could even use Harold Ramis's death as a like they killed Egon. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the go- if the, the ghosts were if, to kill a, a, if your opening if your opening segment of the movie is them running from a fight because they're old and they can't do it anymore, and Egon and, and Egon is gone. It's yeah. immediately that's dark. immediately that's immediately like you just hit me in the feels. Yeah, we need more people. And that's the thing is in the Ghostbusters comics, they did you know the rivalry with the Ghost Smashers, a competing organization, uh-huh. and that final story arc for Mass Hysteria was all. All nine Ghostbusters, you got, or all uh, with, you know, the main four team, and you've got Ron, you've got Janine, you've got the rookie from the game, right? You've got Kylie Griffin, and you've got Melanie Ortiz. That's them. And then you've got Ron's three other team members joining into the fray, and it's, you know, this amazing set piece of, you know, of, you know, 13 Ghostbusters, 12, 13 Ghostbusters all fighting to save the Earth. That's a great set piece. You got the originals, you got the new team, you got Kevin. You know, you got Janine in there. It would even be great. What if what if it ended up being in reverse, where we have these these new Ghostbusters, no pun intended, um, and then all of a sudden at the end of it, they need to get the old ones to help them out. Yeah, but th- that doesn't work. And bringing them that back in. That doesn't work because Ghostbusters in the business, and that's the great thing about, again, the comics and the video games. Like, Ghostbusters was a business. You just don't start up a, com- you, you, what are you going to do, start up a competitor and then take the name? It's like, no. Well, no, if they if 30 years, if, if the Ghostbusters brand had been disbanded or, or, or died or whatever. They could have done, the... done Dan Ackard's original idea and do franchises because that's what they do in the comics and in the video yeah. game. They start the franchise. The, they start the Chicago franchise. And the thing is like, yeah, if this was just Leslie, if this was Leslie Jones and all these four Chicago. people, and it was Los Angeles Ghostbusters, and you still got the main guys heading mm-hmm. up the corporate, you know, the corporation in New York, whatever. Yeah, if, if, they would, before, if they would have done, if they would have done it as a franchise, so many are, there are so many outs 
to keep it in universe but do something mm-hmm. new and you could have been a, you could have done a remake but keep it in the universe yeah uh, very simply uh, and yeah. all you need is maybe one we're buying one pack. scene to do yeah, it yeah we're buying in los angeles hey you know you've got melissa mccarthy and uh, and uh, you know uh, kate mckinnon or whatever they're starting a franchise in los angeles because you know you got you got you got 1920s actor ghosts you do a scene Oscars with dan Aykroyd. she's sitting down at the table with dan Aykroyd buying buying a know, franchise yeah. boom and that's done you don't have to see dan Aykroyd ever don't again. have to do anything else ever again with she it. flies back to la and they get started that again there's so many ways they could have done a sequel which is what everyone has wanted for a long time not me because i'm okay with leaving well enough alone but Mm -hmm. but you know and and you're not america and and knowing (laughs) you're not american but knowing that after those sony leaks i read every single ghostbusters related email that went up onto wikileaks that movie would be more interesting than this movie the the subterfuge you basically bilking Ivan Reitman out of out of control of the film, secretly starting production and getting to a point where he could no longer say no without the loss of cash, knowing that Ghostbusters is really just like is Paul Feig like, yeah, I'll do it if it's a remake. I got this old superhero script. I can just change the names and make it Ghostbusters. Okay, so where does the the other production of Ghostbusters, the the male version where does it fit into the, any of this? Uh, it was because the Russo brothers off of Captain America, like, oh, you're making Ghostbusters. I got a pitch to do a male version that's the franchise in this new universe. And that's that's the jumping off point that they have for it. That's all it is. Once right. word got out that they were remaking Ghostbusters and starting fresh, that's when... Everyone... Now, would you be... With, knowing the Russo brothers and what, what they bring to the table, would you be more willing to see theirs? No. Because it's not because it's, not, it's in it's this new universe. It's not Ghostbusters. It's just it. It's if they had called this if they had called this Ghostcatchers, then I'd be like, oh hey, look, they're doing a Ghostbusters. So this movie. is this is like the the Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. For everybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, is the cartoons where you had the the oh no the original Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, that's what it was. Where you had the two guys no, and the, the real, gorilla. The real Ghostbusters. That was that one, name for that one. No, no, the the, the was, real Ghostbusters was, was, Filma- was the... Filmation's Ghostbusters came out a long time ago. It was an old Filmation cartoon, yeah. and then they did Ghostbusters movie, and then. Because of the name for television, right. they had to change the name of the animated series to the, the real Ghostbusters. That's what it was. That's yes, right. right. But they also had fun with it because in the real Ghostbusters cartoon, they are literally the real Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters one and two are movies in the cartoon universe. Right. Where there's even an entire episode dedicated to the beginning of production of the Ghostbusters movie, and they want to base it on their first adventure, and they're like. Ramus Aykroyd and Murray sounds like a law firm, and they're actors in this universe, yeah. and that's also how they get away with doing that. I remember that card. I remember that episode. Um, so no, I won't go see Ghostbusters just because it looks like a bad movie. It's not no. My bias is out the window. The moment that trailer, think... the moment that trailer hit, I was like, it's not even a good trailer. What was I worried about? This just looks terrible. Now going back to what Chris said about you know how people don't follow actors from movie to movie and movie necessarily. Right. I People, but Melissa McCarthy, that seems to happen to a lot of her movies. Spy, you know, Bridesmaids, all the ones that she's been doing. Tammy, she does have a following. following. Are they following her or are they following Paul Feig? Because she's his go-to actress. So. But th- that's just it. Most people don't isn't realize who follow- yeah, Paul Feig she's is. she's in pretty much every single yeah. movie he's done. Isn't she... She's in Bridesmaids? No, no, no. I'm, 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 yeah. Hold on. So do you think that that, that following, whether it's her or him... Is going to carry over to this film, even as after, even after that after that 
public outcry. I mean, here's the thing. It's one thing six months ago for Paul Feig to call everyone who dislikes his female Ghostbusters movie misogynists. We're now at trailer time, and when you have that many people, your 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 straw man of people hating it because they're women no longer applies. Now it just looks like a terrible movie. And now you're also getting the racist card thrown yes, in there. Yes, because of because of the character of Patty, who, yeah, when you've got a character like Winston Zeddemore who's level-headed and cool and composed and is the everyman, and then you basically turn his character into the loudmouth stereotype, yeah. I can yeah, I can see why people are upset she's, at you. She's pretty much un, uneducated and you know that's whatever the, the, according to what I've been reading about. She's uneducated. She, she why can't she be one of the ones that has the doctorate or anything like that? Why does she have to be, you know, because she is, is it because she's black? And Right. And when you have Winston who has who has backstory that was developed but was never done. Right. You know, he's you know, he's a former marine as one of the original ideas for him and even in the comics, he's got a wife, and in the video game, he gets his doctorate. You know, and so there's like that's a character that's had that's had you know expansion and mm-hmm. done like yeah we you know inadvertently ignored Ernie him. Hudson being African American had nothing to do right with correct Zetterborn. that's exactly, exactly. the point like, could, maybe the name Winston maybe the, the blackest thing about him in, in any way and yeah it's, no, and that's very much true he's a character that you know you could have taken you could have taken anybody and put him in that role and the character still works as a character yes. Because there's, but then when you get to this movie, it's like no, the character of Patty is clearly written it's for so... for Leslie Jones, and it's very stereotypical. Yes, and I know I watching the trailer, I went like, really? That's what you did to the character? Well, but of see, that's that's Winston Leslie Benmore. Jones is well, that's exactly her, what she does it, on it's, SNL. It, it's her shtick, and I get it. But I also believe that Leslie Jones is has better more range. than that. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and, and has far more range. And I'm sure she, she could like. And that thing is like, I don't. Like, yeah, for what she is on SNL, I don't hate her as a person. And I've seen some stuff where I go, like, yeah, she can play that. She can play that grounded character to set everybody else up. And then you even make, you know, you make Egon Spangler the weirdo of the group mm-hmm. who who's licking her proton pistols yep. and putting on wigs and stuff. And I go, like, who are you people? Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are both on SNL. Sure. And... And you ha- well, there and you wasn't there wasn't Reynolds. that sketch there wasn't that sketch comedy in that movie where no. this movie has so much sketch comedy right. and you had uh, uh, Harold Ramis and Rick Moranis who came Second from City. Second City mm-hmm. and John Candy was originally going to play the character of Lewis Tully before he had some scheduling conflicts. Yes, yeah. that would be so. Weird. It would be fascinating. That'd be interesting. Well, that's the thing is that's also it's like I want to see that alternate universe movie where you have Eddie Murphy SNL legend playing Winston Zedmore. You've got yep. you've got John. Candy playing uh, playing uh, Lewis Tully. Well, I was just thinking immediately when, when you said that the physical humor in that film would have been so much yes, different. Would have with, been way different with, with John. I mean, John Candy running around, you know, running sure. around town trying to escape a dog. Yeah, you know, a, a but super it's also, hellhound. But, but, you can, but he's also you can kind of see John Candy playing. Oh, that, yeah. like, totally playing that it. like love struck neighbor yeah. for Dana Barrett, and he again he's played movies where he's played that very so subdued when, comic. Because I think one of the things that really works in the way. What disarms Lewis Tully in his near obsession with Dana is the fact that he's so much shorter than her. Right. When he walks out and he's like, he he only comes up to her shoulder. Oh, that's right. Where he's hitting John on... Candy, I think, is a lot taller. I, I don't. I, uh, yeah, but it would taller. still be. It would but be also, interesting. There's also that great visual gag in the movie where I can't remember for the life of me the actress's name, but she was. Uh, she was Casey Kasem's wife at the time, the blonde at Lewis's uh, accounting party. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the <laughs> Lewis, I'm going home. Bonkers. <laughs> no, I'm gonna freeze him and put him in a 
grave in Norway. But see, the John Candy thing would have worked still too. Because yeah. I mean, you could almost have like a honeymooners type. It would have been interesting. Yeah. There, yeah. Well, the honeymooners also he also threatened to beat his wife every. Couple but but, but so that was just that was the humor of it yeah. that you knew it was never done threatening. The same way with hey, Ghostbusters, it was never off. done. But and for, <laughs> for me, the biggest my, for me my biggest problem is is like. Like biases aside, I watch a trailer and it's like this doesn't look good. And for me, that makes it even worse because I would rather be proven wrong about my preconceived notions of the film instead of being proven right. And yes. I, I'm the guy who goes like, I don't like Paul Feig. I don't like any movie except for one he's ever done. I don't care for any of the actors in this movie. I know the history of this film going in. This sounds like a train wreck, and you know it's like. I'm probably going to be the odd man out, and I'm going to be the holdout. And then trailer comes along, and I go like, "Boy, do I hate being right." <laughs> Even Carr put up on his uh, Facebook page, you know, he put up, uh, "He said, at least I'm not." He goes, "Thank God I'm not alone on this." And it had it showed an arrow to the. That's me. I post that. Did you post it? Did yeah. he repost that? He may yes, have. He, he, oh, he okay. Yeah, it's it. just Gene Case was listed as tall woman as part. Yeah, but no, that's for me. It's like I post that, like, like, just like, it's like, holy shit. I'm not alone. There are a lot of people who are very the majority. Upset. And then, and then to watch all of the, the like famous YouTubers, like doing their reaction videos and basically being like, what is this? Yeah. Like, okay, I am, I'm not alone in this. Okay. So speaking of bad ideas, would it have been a bad idea for Marvel to come out? Like what DC is doing with Batman versus Superman saying, Hey, we're going to have our bat, you know, our big, uh, big, big movie end up being R rated on, on would Blu-ray, it been, would it have been a bad idea? Do you no. think? Do you think? Because uh, I, I was sitting here, I'm, I'm sitting here going through all of the Marvel characters. Unless they would do a Marvel Max type not, not brand, even, not even because you, there are ways to easily make the Winter Soldier an R movie, and not even be like an R Deadpool movie, just an R spy film, R espionage. But, let's, movie. Let's, let's but would not, they be doing on, it for the sake of doing it? Stop, stop. No. Because this is the this is the whole thing that got lost in this. Marvel already has some place where they do nearly R-rated yes, stuff. Yes, they, they do. And that's Netflix. 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 And the, there's Iron. a reason why The Punisher's on Netflix mm-hmm. rather than a film. Punisher I, has I, failed I as a film three times. Why keep doing a film? Hey, here's an idea. Put it in a show that's already dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. We've already seen a lot of violence. Not necessarily gore, but a lot of violence. We've used language here or there. The themes are much more adult. It's a much more mature show. You watch, Net, you watch Daredevil and go... This is a much more mature show than any movie they've put out yep. at it's... any point, including Winter Soldier, which is a spy thriller. You know, I, action see, adventure spy thriller. I don't so think what's... it needed to be R. Well, that's the thing. No, is... again, it doesn't need to, but it's a movie that could have easily been made R and not suffered for it. Just... Marvel can come out and say that very easily. Yes. Because, like, we don't need anything we to don't be need, R. Yeah, right. we don't need R. We, we, did, a, we did this, said, this movie called Avengers. It was PG-13. We made a billion dollars. We did this movie called Avengers 2. It made almost a billion dollars. Yeah. We did Cap 2. We made a couple hundred million dollars. And everything's PG-13. And nobody looks at it and says, you know what? I really loved Winter Soldier. God, I wish it was darker. Yep. I wish it was right. R. I wish right. there was gore. I wish there was this. There's no language in it. It's so terrible. You know, they, the cynical nature of people that used to go, films that are PG-13 are too kiddy. You know, oh, you can't take a... a, a if you were to take The Punisher and put him on the screen and say it's PG-13, even I would kind of like go, ugh, those first... It's, if you and did that's, why, that's why they did Punisher Warzone right. as an R-rated film. It went too far and made it kind of gory and just, just dumb. But they said Punisher's a type of character that easily lends itself mm-hmm. to an R... And not necessarily like, well, every other word's going to be the F word, and 
we're going to get really gory and there's going to be scenes of torture or anything. It's just the subject matter is an right. R subject matter. But here's the thing, and to, to sort of piggyback onto that, an R rating is not an indication of substance or quality. Very true. Deadpool is an R-rated movie that has substance and quality to its manufacture. It worked with Deadpool. So a movie like Blade wasn't just R for the sake of being R. There was something to back that R rating, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of dramas, you know, are rated. A lot of dramas tend to be rated R as well. But here's the, the best thing: is like Batman versus Superman is a movie that looks all style, no substance, and there's an R-rated cut of that movie. Well, you just did the R-rated cut for the sake of having an R-rated cut at yeah. that point. To piggyback on the idea that oh, there's an R-rated. It's it, it's all of this talk comes in that there's one successful R-rated film. This is the same thing that happened. Speaking of Zack Snyder, every movie of the however 1980s. many however many years ago, when 300 opened the first weekend of March and made 75 million dollars in its opening weekend, all of a sudden people started rushing to get films out in March, right? To get away from the summer glut and have some cool, awesome eye candy film that released in March. It could be R. Who cares? And people would go see it. And then the next twi- two times or three times they tried that, it all flopped. So they're like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Everything needs to be PG-13, and it's going to be released between May and the first week right. of August. We've got to get back to that. Right. And then you have to – it's the same thing. Well, this thing movie had to move because of Civil War. Civil War well, there's but, a whole bunch of different But reasons. it's also – I'm surprised Zack Snyder still had a semblance of a career after Sucker Punch, which was his film. Sucker right Punch was before. amazing. But see, some people, right Sucker, as bad as Sucker Steel. Punch was to some people, it still did a lot of money. I, 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 I don't know if that's true. Somebody needs to look that up. Um, because, because I don't know if that's true. I'm glad that Marvel came out and made this stance. Yeah, well, and, and, and you know, and, and granted, because they're owned by Disney, right, they don't it's need a, but it's to. An, it's an interesting. It's not so much because Disney makes R-rated movies. Yes, because they, do. they own so many. They they own so many uh, movie studios yes. that are under their umbrella that they get away with it. But it's also like. He's the guy standing, you know, Bob Iger ended up being the lone voice in the storm saying, like, why do all of our movies have to be rated okay. R all of a sudden? Before, I, hold on, hold on, before yeah, you go yeah. on. Give me a guess. Domestic total gross for Sucker Punch. $250 million. Domestic. Oh, that's probably worldwide. Domestic. Domestic? Give me a domestic total. 125 36 36 36 302 So it flopped. Made thirty six million dollars. What in the was United the production States. cost? Uh, da, 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 domestic and foreign thirty six here, fifty three worldwide. It made less than a hundred million dollars. Wow! Opening so, weekend was nineteen million dollars, meaning it made more than half of its domestic gross in its opening weekend. Yep. So, so then I stand by my comment. How did Zack Snyder maintain a career exactly. after that? And he got Superman, like the the movie that is supposed to, you know, like the, the Zack ca- Snyder reminds me of Brett Ratner, a guy who had. One or two successful films, and then all of a sudden, just kept getting handed keys to the kingdom DC, over and over sure. again. DC sure. loves him. Look at they he do, made Watchmen. Yeah, but DC also but, loved Rob Liefeld. But here's the thing: Watchmen also not a good movie. And I, I look up how much Watchmen made because I don't think that movie made a lot of money either. I almost had a stroke there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Bring up Watchmen. <laughs> okay, we per, know what your the production is. budget for Sucker Punch was eighty-two million. So, barely, so worldwide, it it worldwide, it made three million dollars. Which that's just the production budgets. That's not advertising costs. No, either. that movie made lost money in in its release. Right. Sure, it's being made released, they lost money. What was the See, one that, you and that's Watchmen. Watchmen. I don't and that's Watchmen what, while he's looking at. That's what kind of wonders about Ghostbusters, though, is if if it would lose. 
is it even worth releasing it they at already, this point? What they have to now. It's not, they have no choice. It's if if this was if this was if this was November or December and there was still no marketing campaign. Sure, somebody could shelve it and that'd be it. Because we're obviously going to be getting at least yeah, one or two. I don't more think trailers. you can see a film that big getting shelved anymore. No, I don't think I don't think it's it not. It's not not as far away as it goes. It's, I mean, if you're sitting there going, "Hey, we're gonna make we're gonna make." Um, uh, the alien movie with the guy from District Nine, right. and, uh, and then it got canceled before anything happened. Right. That, but you but can't. Yeah, and, shoot but you something. could see, you could see that the movie gets postponed. Sure. Oh but, yeah. And but later, the, and they go this back is, and do some. But, the bigger, here, but here's the bigger issue, and this is something about. Oh, do you have the numbers for Watchmen? Mm-hmm. Okay, your your guess. Domestic total gross for domestic total gross for Watchmen. Sixty million. No, it had to be closer to like two fifty. Both of you are way off. 107. Okay, so it did, it did, it did, it did but respectably. But it only did $77 million in the foreign market, too. Okay. Really? So it's, it's, a film, it's a very, well, that's the thing. It's, you, you release it here, and what was its opening? Well, see, opening I, weekend, again, opening weekend was $55 million. So it did it Made did more than half of its film it made it yeah. opening weekend, because people were like, oh, my God. Watchmen has such a... But then a, it had word of mouth. A that, classic stance here. Well, right. that's why I was going to say. Yeah, that's domestically, why domestically, it should... Foreignly, it was never going to do anything, because you're like, well... I, what is, what so what, what's it, this what's this Watchmen thing? Oh, the, the, wait! Oh, why are they boy. having the Soviets in this? So, so, they, so, so it did respectably, but then I can see its returns diminishing. One hundred and thirty million dollars to make. So ooh. a little, it, it, it made it, it, fifty it, it, million bucks. It, it, just, it just sort of it, it didn't have it, a lot of marketing. Though, it it so. recouped its but had a lot of marketing. They got yeah, that. Uh, they got that uh, the Muse song for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it did have. I mean, there was a lot, okay, so yeah. it did respectably. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so. Can you change this to lifetime gross? Nope, that's theaters. So while you're looking for that, but here's the thing: the here's so no, not just today, but like so. Here's the crazy contract that Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Ivan Reitman had. They got a contract with uh, Columbia Pictures uh, when they were first making because the movie was not a guaranteed success. But they, they kind of George Lucas it where that they got complete creative control. They also got each of them got the power. If anyone didn't like any step of the production. That movie was stopped immediately. Right. It's what Bill Murray did to the film for years because he didn't like any of the scripts going forward. And then when they said they were gonna, you know, they were gonna do a remake with new characters, he just didn't care to stop it. But here, but and also when you read those Sony leaks, you read emails, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. You know, like don't worry, I'll keep Ivan Reitman busy. He's not happy that we want to go this route with Paul Feig and we want to completely redo this Ghostbusters thing. We want to start over from scratch. It's a wonder He's Sony is still in business. We, you know, we want to, you know, I'll, don't worry, we'll keep him in the dark. You know, I'll, you know, we'll Zack keep... Snyder only has six films and one of them is a is an animated film. Yeah, he's got that Owls of Gahoo that mm-hmm. did not. Oh yeah, and that one did horrible. That did horribly as well. Uh, so that, <laughs> he has six films worldwide, unadjusted. Man of Steel, six sixty eight. That's high. That is high. Three hundred six hundred sixty eight million. Six hundred sixty eight million. Here's the other unadjusted three hundred worldwide four fifty six. Unadjusted from like two thousand and two, so, so, so he's made, he was no, it was later than that. So, again, uh, so he is kind of like no, that. 2007, it's kind of like that Brett Ratner. Yeah, he, he Watchmen's was, Watchmen's one thirty. Dawn of the Dead is eighty two. Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahoo is sixty, and then Sucker Punch is forty. Is forty million. So, he was, so you're a big Zack Snyder fan, aren't you, Ethan? <laughs> So, but, but onto the so basically, and then when you read these emails, like we're gonna don't worry, we'll keep Ivan Reitman busy, you know, whatever. We're, and then you get to a certain point where oh, there's this amazing email where it's like, it's like, well, I'm sorry, Ivan, we've we've already we've started casting people. We're too far into production for this. 
you know, at this point, we're going to start taking hit on our money. And I, I'm going to paraphrase, but the quote is almost exactly, fine, I don't care anymore, do whatever you want. Yeah. And that is his final communication with the, the head of Sony after this movie has already started. And it's like, that is pure de- dejection. That is a guy who has just been rused into making a film. That's guy's he been did, fucked in the ass, and he's he didn't did even not, have uh, clearly, uh, clearly just didn't. It already knew that this movie was not going to blow over well. And then you have this trailer, and I'm sure he's going, I should have stopped it. Because the truth is, he could have gotten halfway into filming. He could have stopped it. At, this thing is, he could have been. Do you think it's Sony would do you think it's more, uh, more Paul Feig now at this point, or Sony going? I wish we would have stopped that movie. This. That movie looks all Paul Feig. Oh movie, yeah, oh yeah. And, and I'm sure they, I'm sure somebody there after after. I mean, just the the amount of downvotes on their trailer went. I, I'm sure Ivan Reitman is going. Should have stopped production. Should have stopped this movie. Now we're gonna now like it's like I already took a hit on Ghostbusters two for you know and not even a bad one, but it's like it's like yeah, not a not a not a great movie or what was even. But now I've got I've got I've got something that looks to be just you know just a steamer. Now see these two topics almost seem completely you know opposite or at polar ends of each other with Ghostbusters and Marvel you know Marvel's decision not to make an R, but they actually do relate to each other. It's not to do something just for the sake of doing right. it. And now I'm yeah, and that's what that's what Marvel's big thing. Marvel's thing is still it's a bit of grandstanding because they're coming out and like hey we don't have to do R check us out we don't right. have to do R rated right. films. We're just gonna keep doing. We're just gonna keep doing what we're doing because I don't know if people noticed. We have some of great, the, we have some of the highest grossing films in the history time. of all yeah. time. Yeah. Did you know James Gunn wrote Dawn of the Dead? He did. I didn't really? know that. Yeah. Zack Snyder's, right. yeah. Also, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is written by James Gunn. He also, well, he also wrote thing. two of my favorite cheesy movies to watch, like my guilty pleasure movies. He wrote Scooby Doo one and two. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And those movies, yeah, they're not great. But damn, are they enjoyable? And they count. But even, even one hundred and fifty-three million dollars. But even going back to what we covered a few weeks ago with James Gunn making his comment about how it seems like now, now Hollywood wants to do our superhero movies, right? And again, but he he was making the same he made the same argument I made. It's like R doesn't mean substance, right? Deadpool to me, Deadpool not only warrants an R-rated film or can warrant an R-rated film because of the it over can, the top and it can warrant it. But even watching that movie. Easy enough to make a PG thirteen cut of that film. Easy enough, and still have it be just as good. But the funny thing is, they didn't um, make that. But Robert Downey Jr. put up a picture today. It was a little like, almost like uh, you know, a little animated one, almost like a Scotty Young type drawing. Yeah. And it was uh, Deadpool, Iron Man, and Cap. And Deadpool's like, "Hey, did you see my move?" And and Iron Man cuts him off. Yeah, we saw. It's a little excessive. And Captain America standing up there. So much language. So oh yeah, much yeah, language. yeah. And it was so funny because that's kind of where we are with this, right? You know, where you don't have you Deadpool. If De- I, if I, you took out all the, the the cuss words with that Deadpool, do you think it would warrant an R rated film? No, yes. no, yeah, because his penis is outside of it. There's what that. Is fighting oh, I, I, I forgot. I yeah, forgot that, about that the, too. But, but I mean, I forgot about the nude scene. But it's also one of those things where, like, that's the, 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 sex the violence. Scene. The violence in it. No, the, there's no difference mm. in the violence in that than anything else. There was the, the extended part of the hand is kind of bad. I mean, cutting it off and yeah, it was no different. The whole first scene with the SUV. Yeah, it's pretty really gory. What was gory about it? Everything. What was gory about it? The excessive blood, cutting people's heads off. Shooting bullets, throwing like bullet holes right through the head. These type of things are what warrants R rating. No, none of that stuff. You show me a there was there was no there were that shows people getting shot straight through the head and having the holes. You can see the hole through the head. Walking Dead. 
Walking Dead has more. Walking Dead has more gore. That's an A though. What was the What was the rating on? It's not PG thirteen. That's what I'm saying. John Wick, I think, is R. I think I think it's R because of the excessive violence. But it's one of those things. Start to see that. Deadpool. Did you see Homeboy shooting? Keanu Reeves doing training for John Wick too. Awesome. That guy is a gun freak. Really? He goes through this this course and he's he's using live rounds. He's got like the instructor about, and he's just he's got this submachine. That's that's what he's he's doing the training for John Wick. Yeah, that's what he's doing training. Pops it in, picks out the shotgun. Oh my god! It okay, was incredible. So here, here's you the could, question though: here, you could make it. You could you you could take what's there in Deadpool and cut that down to PG thirteen, and it would still be okay. But that's not the movie they made, and that's okay because they, they like again. John Wick is a fantastic movie. That's an R rated oh, film. Yeah. R rated again. R does not mean substance because there are like Sucker Punch is a shit movie and it's rated R. No, it's do not. you think that? Do you think PG-13. that is a PG thirteen? I think they did the R rated. They did oh, the un- unrated. Cut? Yeah, unrated they did an unrated cut okay. because there's a part where uh, where what's her face gets what is this? isn't she like raped or something or she's lobotomized? It depends she's on lobotomized which version of the movie the, uh, too. You see too because the, the director's cut at the there's end. A she gets lobotomized cut for Europe and there's a different cut for America. Well, at the end of it, John Hamm uh, lobotomizes her. Right, but I mean, even so, like yeah, again, in Europe, they got a in Europe the the sex scene is cut differently, so it's consensual. Okay. Here's the thing about Deadpool, though. Do you think that Deadpool can be a resilience or a resurgence of actors being passionate, being more passionate about their projects? A lot of them already. Because, are, as you're saying with with Keanu Reeves, as, as people terrible, have a lot ter- of as terrible as Batman versus Superman looks. I can't say that uh, that Ben Affleck doesn't have passion for a guy who's you know rewriting that movie. You know, almost on a daily basis to try and make Batman as a character feel better to him. We, Batman because been, he has a lot to prove to people. Sure, I as mean, a superhero. This is, this is also Batman who is going to carry guns and kill people. <laughs> but but this is what I'm talking about. Ryan Reynolds. For so many years, people thought he he was a horrible, <clears throat> excuse me, a horrible superhero actor. Um, Keanu Reeves. Well, no, people they, people, people wanted, joke about him all the wanted, time. People wanted. Uh, people wanted. Ryan Reynolds to be Kyle Rayner and not Hal Jordan. He would have been so much better. Oh, it would have been better, yes. Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you know what film opened higher than Sucker Punch? Uh, Owls of Gahul. No. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, <laughs> beat Sucker Punch that weekend. <laughs> that, wow. That box office draw, Zack Snyder. <laughs> that, that, that. Although, I have to say, if Zack Snyder and Michael Bay made a movie together, I would go see it. I know it'd be a that piece of shit. See, I know it'd be a complete piece of shit, but I want to see how well, it'd much. It'd be five minutes see, of content here, that slowed down see, to two and a half hours. Here's my here's so here's my ideal situation John for a, for a Michael Bay. Take Avengers two. John uh, Joss Whedon cannot direct action for the life of him. Just not good at it. But if someone were to go, Michael Bay, you direct all the action sequences for Avengers two, and Joss Whedon will carry the character, the character development and the story. Boom! You got two directors, and that thing is like that would be comic book action crazy. It's like I don't want any. I don't want Michael Bay near any character. So what you're saying he should be a second unit director? Sure. If they were, to, it's like, hey, you, you're directing Both action sequences, Michael Bay. Great, because that's the thing is of of everything you could say about Michael Bay, that man knows how to direct action. You know, it, it, I mean, you got movies like The Rock. Yes. You know, uh, who, I love The Rock. By the way, yeah, I love that movie it's, so it, much. And it's easily my favorite Michael Bay movie. And even this was the first one. <laughs> and even with and even with my, even with, even Armageddon was pretty good. Armageddon, but even with something like oh Trans- no, Con Air. 
Con, Con Air awesome. got great. But even yeah. with like Transformers, I despite despite the design of the robots hurting the ability to follow story, he still, especially in that first Transformers, he still knows how to make the action. Oh, flow. see, I still I still enjoy the first Transformers because I think it's visually very oh, good. Go back and watch it. Go oh, no. back. Oh, yeah, you, you've had I've I've watched it a number of times. I still enjoy it. It's I'm not saying it's a it's an amazing film, but I still like the visuals in it. It's it's more restrained than the other films because it's just it's a very it's, the battles in it are a lot smaller. I, for some reason, I like Josh Duhamel. I don't know why. I totally I, forgot. Bumblebee pisses on right on, uh, on Monk's brother. Yes, uh, yeah. And then there's like the, oh no, that those scenes are terrible. Oh, the, yeah. the whole oh, section God. seven stuff is the stuff with the um, I want to call him Turtle Top. That's not his name. <laughs> Uh, uh, tortoise. Monk's brother. It's just yeah. Bad. But anyway, that stuff is terrible. I couldn't stand but any of that. The, I, was, I couldn't the stand stuff that from the start. To, where to the or, where they're inside you, of the house and the, the transformers are outside. To direct the action in Avengers Two. Would have been I, I am superior. curious to see how Avengers because because uh, my, my especially my biggest gripe when you let Joss Whedon. Direct, I'm sorry. I take that back. Simon West directed Connie, or not. Uh, Michael Bay. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Okay. It was produced by Jerry. Because I look at that like you know you've got you've got Avengers One and the best the best. The, the best creative genius, according to Tumblr and the internet, Joss Whedon could do is like, Captain America's like, I'm running on cabs. And then you get the amazing sequence in Winter Soldier where he's on the motorcycle, he flips on top of the, the Quinjet, he's that, throwing a shield around. That wasn't that good. Joss Whedon. No, but even, <laughs> I'm but, kidding. No, that scene is no, fucking no, no, amazing. It is amazing. And here's the thing. Then you go to Avengers. The fight scene in the elevator. Right. And That's then, what, and then what I go, love Winter Soldier so much, because I'm watching the first 10 minutes of that film, and when he fights Batrock, I'm like, this is a kung fu movie. Right. Yeah. This, then, the action is set, set almost all of the hand-to-hand combat. If you go back and watch 70s and early 80s kung fu movies, oh, yeah, it totally. looks so much like his fight with the Winter Soldier, those quick cuts, their move, that, the knife flip. And he, that movie is so good. freaking cool yep. on top of being really good. The thing with Transformers is I'll, I'll watch Transformers and go, there's enough in here that it's cool. I just, I just enjoy. It's there's visually, a cool factor. To there's it. a visual stunning part to it, and that's why I still enjoy the film. If that's you take why all the dialogue, I still out. did. Two's got some interesting parts. Three's got some visual stuff. Terrible films. Four is a disaster. From do you start know what Transformers front. movie I'm excited for? Six. Ah, going two ahead. We're jumping two ahead because it's the first. It'll be the first film without Michael Bay in it. He's still going to do it. He's, he's direct. He'll be producing it, but yeah, he won't direct. I guarantee you he, that he will also, change. He was supposed no, to he's already. They, he wasn't supposed to do five. Remember? He's already. He's, he he and Paramount four. have already said that's the very last one. He this also his, said he wasn't going to do five. This is four. his basic redeeming film for that. No, uh, I, um, I just want to wait and see. But then you get to then you get to Avengers two and creative genius Joss Whedon again has. Best Cap can do is like you know he's winded running on cast. Look, I love Joss Sweden. And, then, and, and then, here's the thing. And then you get, but th- again, Bruce he can write an ensemble cast. Yes. He he does his best stuff for the small screen. Yes, he does. But when he so, doesn't have to have, Avengers when he doesn't have to worry about the big budget stuff, mm-hmm. when he can just focus on the character development and doesn't have to do all of the exterior stuff. That's where he really shines. So I, that's why it's like I want so like I'm. That's why I'm happy. The moment they said Rooster Brothers are taking over control of essentially the the direction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after and I Cap went, Two, I yes, went like yeah, you know what, perfect because they can make a really good movie. As as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, Cap Two is still one of my favorite movies to sit down and watch. And not just because also, of Winter they're Soldier. They're also vastly different films, though. They're, that's, oh, that's apples to oranges, and even J- James Gunn knows how to put together a better action sequence than Joss Whedon did. So I'm very happy 
And especially these but two But those guys. two films are so much fun. As different as they are, they're so much fun to sit down and just throw on a screen and and watch. Right. Because they flow really well. They're, they they're don't, paced. Yeah. They're, they have great pacing. There's not a moment in those movies that you go like, it's like, uh, I got some time. Let me go to the restroom. I'll just leave the movie playing. You and know, and for me, if Marvel oh keeps God. all of their R-rated stuff on Netflix, sure. I'm fine. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, if, if I get a Punisher Netflix series, I'll be a happy camper. Because... I don't want to see a, an R-rated Captain America film. Right. But I'm sure there's a lot of producers who are like, Man, I can't wait for that R-rated Wonder Woman. I can't wait for that R-rated X-Men film. We see, got uh, Ca- uh, Captain Marvel. There's no way I'd want to see no it. No need for it. There's yeah. no need for it. Even an X-Men movie. I don't want to. You know, and I and I've gone back and forth. Even with the X-Force. X-Force. I could say maybe X-Force is an, is is another. If they movie do remember like, X-Force, yeah. then yes, X-Force you could, is a movie like Deadpool where matter. you could go that R. And still have somebody behind the wheel who knows how to use the R properly. Correct. If, if you do the Remender kind of storyline for the it, Kenny X Force, you could do. Yeah, you can do it be, just because the subject matter is yes, so exactly. is so deep. Transformers: Age of Extinction made over a billion dollars. Yeah, it's one of the mo- highest grossing movies of all time. Darker well, than Moon still a little bit more, but wow, it made most of its movie in China. China yeah. made most of the movie in China. And made, most I mean, mean China. most of the money for the movie yeah, in China. Made, That's where I was going. One hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, so is there anything else that we can add to R-rated films for superhero movies? Unnecessary. I mean, uh, can you can you think of any characters that really do warrant them besides the Punisher and besides? It's not a warrant thing. It, it's is it a case by case basis yeah. or a film by film? Because again. To faithfully translate something to say we're going to take exactly what's on a comic book page and we're going to put it on a screen doesn't work. Correct. We saw it with Sin City. Yes. And Sin City is terrible. We saw it with Watchmen. We, you just see, well, they didn't do it with Watchmen. That's the thing is they had to add stuff in order to make that movie interesting. That's true. And they're like, well, we really need to ramp up that action sequence Watchmen, in the middle Watchmen rather than should have been the HBO series that Terry Gilliam wanted. Yeah. See, I would have loved that. If so they, back, but back to your question, it, it all depends on what you decide to do. This is what you just talked about with X Force. If they decide we're going to base it on the ideas that Remender came out with, which is an assassination team that walks in and kills a child because he's destined to rebirth Apocalypse somewhere in the future, and Phantom X shoots him in the head, Mm -hmm. and then we find out he doesn't really shoot them in the head. But if that's what you want to do, you could ostensibly make it an R. You could make it PG-13. So bad, though. Well, that's because Phantom X is, is one of the greatest. That's stars. a great X-Men character. character. Do you think a Phantom but X movie would 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 never should be a? You'll never no, make but a that's Phantom the thing. X. It doesn't. It doesn't. Could you make an, an R-rated Superman film? Sure. sure, you could have Superman stand out as the blue Boy Scout character in a terrible film filled with sex, it. drugs, and rock and roll. They basically made a rated R Superman movie with Man of Steel. It, it almost crossed that line. Yeah. but that's the, the. It just depends on. How you want to take the, the, the brilliance of a lot of these characters is people will take them and they'll adjust them. They will have right. different. When Ben Affleck is cast as Batman, everyone lost. He's too old. He's too old. No, he's not too old. Depends on what character you're writing. They're writing Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. Batman, in which he's already been Batman in the past. He's already had Robin. Something happens to Robin. He's older. So he, Ben Affleck is perfect for it. Yes. It, it, it's it, what what Gail Godot in it. Everyone's like, oh, look, she's too small. It doesn't matter that she's too small. What matters is the attitude. Why are all of us jerking our cocks over the idea that Emily Blunt should be Captain Marvel has nothing to do with whether she looks like Carol or not. The attitude she that does. she's displayed 
in so many films that she plays a confident, strong, badass female lead right. is perfect for the type of character that Carol on a, on a page has turned into. If they took some, I can't even think of anybody else, but if they took another actress, you take Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron could be fine too. We've seen Charlize Theron be a strong, a strong lead that you watch her on the screen and she's got a presence and an aura and a sense of, of, of confidence, a sense of, of superiority, not in a bad way. That, that confident sort of thing. There's a bit of an, there's an arrogance edge to some of her roles. But if you took like Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon doesn't have, I've never seen her do that. She can do a dramatic roles like that, but you've never, she usually plays someone who's vulnerable. When you see even, even walk the line as, as June Carter, there's a vulnerability to that character as strong as she is and what she did in the life of, of Johnny Cash. It's still not the same thing as someone who is flying through space, punching Galactus in the chin. What about Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway is not going to be the same thing either, but a great Catwoman to me mm-hmm. because she has that, that sly she has sensibility. Presence, yeah. She has a sultry sensibility in, in, in a few roles that she's done. So it worked in the way that they wrote it. They didn't write that Catwoman as the, the bullwhip, you know, beating the bad guys. I'm the, the head Michelle of the Gotham. Fiverr, yeah. yeah, they didn't do any of that. They wrote her as very sly, very, very, very uh, understated, uh-huh. very sultry, not necessarily very the calculated sex pot. Too. Exactly, smart and sultry, and 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 all of that. And Anne Hathaway plays that that fine. So that's the thing is, it's the same thing with doing a whatever sort of. Um, uh, even R rated, uh, doing an R rated film. If you do something that that can validate the the R rating and not it's, yeah, feel it's like it's adapti- being pushed, it's an adaptability piece. Like I said, part of the best thing of Deadpool is that it actually restrains itself, right, from how far they could have gone, how far we were afraid they were to go. To take the film as a whole and go, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pull back on the, the fourth wall breaking, the the amount of lines that are, you know, in universe jokes. The mansion. Oh, there's only two X Men in the mansion. Oh, it's well, even McAvoy. the fourth wall, fourth wall break. But that's the, the thing is all that sort of stuff that's in it there. Worked cause it worked because it was it felt organic. It, it, yeah, it's an organic sort of thing. If you do an R rate, if you do an R rated X Force film, and it's it, it's it's subtle in its in its nature, it's subtle in its in its um, uh, plot and its story, but it's just gory as fuck. That to me is like you're just doing it to get an R rate, right? Exactly. And that's what horror movies used to be in the '80s. Every horror movie was. We're just going to be gory as hell we because tra- we're not interested in scaring people as much as we want to gross people out. It was and trying get the to outgore the other film. Mm-hmm. That was and it was big. also when you were in the 80s, R-rated was it guaranteed nipplage. That's right. an old Quantum and Woody joke. <laughs> Woody's yelling at Quantum going, but, but it used to guarantee nipplage. All these R-rated films now are just boring dramas. There's no nipplage in any of these films. He just goes crazy with that sort of thing. Despite Marvel coming out and saying that they are not going to do an R-rated film, do you think that if they get a script that, that – is R-rated down the line, and it's a good script that they could say, well, let's go ahead and do it. I mean, Bob Arger left it pretty open-ended. He said, we have no intention of it. Right. Which is fair enough. Uh, look, here's the Does thing. it feel like the, the, the Batman versus Superman DVD feels like it's doing it just for the sake of doing it because of Deadpool? Right. I, no, it's for the sake of the fact that they already know that people are going to hate this film, and they've got to get people who actually are sort of interested in it buy to the, buy something else after they see it and go, right. well, I saw two and a half hours. Man, was it crappy. But I bet you that R-rated <laughs> cut's going to be awesome. I would just go out and go, hey, by the way, guys, Gil Godot, 
make it in the director's cut. Yeah. Uh, John, that's not true. Shh. They kind of buy it. Just let Just it slip it. out. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm on fire. Wow. Uh, that's that's all it is. I mean, there's there's even with something like Sucker Punch, where they're just like, oh, it's unrated. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, there's some sultry sexy. Maybe. John Hamm decides to rape the little girl. Ooh, you got to check this out. Man, that film was terrible. Oh, what? She started naked and the guy from Mad Men rapes? Yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, that's that's what it's there for. Yeah. And, and the stupid, the, Matt, the fact that they've announced that before the film is even released is basically telling people, guys, guys, when you go see this, when you go see this, just so you know. There's more out there. There's more. It's like when you when I got the director's cut, this gigantic cut of of Fellowship of the Ring, uh-huh. the first Lord of the Rings movie, which is vastly superior to. Oh, the, it's, to the, to it's the, the almost like cut. watching a different movie. When I went to see, uh, I watched it after the first time. I went to see Two Towers. I go to see Two Towers the second time, going, "There's so much more to this film. Yeah. And there's got to be more to this film. Where's the rest of this? Where I couldn't wait for those cuts to get out, right. and then you get Return of the King, and it's like, nine but they, hours long. but the, those extra cuts actually. Meant something, yes. yes. Whereas this just feels that, like, especially with the Lord of the Rings movies, those a lot of those sequences were cut for time, right? More yes. than more than like eh, none of yeah, this he makes couldn't, sense. He didn't want to release Return of the King in which it needed an intermission hours. break. <laughs> versus Batman versus Superman, where I'm sure it's like, oh, we got to cut out Batman blowing out so many people's brains because I've already said it he's a guy who's who's tired of crime so he's going to start killing people he's a vigi- vigilante he's a vigilante he's the punisher it's like it's like I know what they're cutting out of that movie a lot of batman and guns you know what i'm actually thinking they're cutting out of it is origin probably for especially for wonder woman i i bet you that 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 director's cut sequence will have some sort of slight montage sort of origin for well, they've already shown they're they're going to cut that out because they've already started production with the Wonder Woman movie. I know, but you're still going to see it in this. I, I, that, that's my guess. My there, guess there is, is there is the something because there's cutting. like a statue or something that there's there's yeah. Well, the represent- statue's different than, a, than an extra ten minute sequence showing how she comes to how she comes to. You, know what, make, you know what make me there's make, some maybe go of see it. that movie if Doomsday kills Superman. That's not happening. No, no, it's not happening. That would be the only thing that would make me consider going to see it. <laughs> not even going to go see it. If somebody said like... And then oh. cheer when he dies. And, and If somebody were to go like, oh my God, it, it, the Doomsday fight is just like the Doomsday fight in the comic. I'd be like, and then Nicolas Cage is going to come back as the eh, new one. Maybe. 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 I'll think about it. Superman. I'll think about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so on that note... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Clark Kent, and I need to find the Declaration of Independence. And now I think it's time to wrap things up. So make sure to check us out on Facebook backslash Nerdables. I know it's backslash. It's actually a forward slash. And we're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show. And check the slow part of the Superman theme. There we go. There it is. I knew Sebastian would know it. That's why I looked at him when I said it. And we'll be back next week with some more from Nerdables. More from what? Nerdables. Nerdables. Nerd.